0: Hello again, folks, from Marty Ross, your local Aaron storyteller. Well, folks, I'm just back from taking my dog Sam out for a wee walk on the beach here at Whiting Bay. And it was lovely because, well, we have some new or certainly recent arrivals here in the bay Selkies, seals, grey seals. I mean, it's wonderful. I mean, uh, in the time I've been living here on Aran, um Whiting Bay here has not really been the best spot on the island to see seals. There, traditionally, there've been much better spots. Up, uh, you know, and the rocks across from Brodick Castle, for example, or if you, you head out towards Lamlash and then don't take the hill up towards Brodick, but continue on along the coast road, well, that's a good spot for seeing. Uh, the seals on the the summer evenings. But Whiting Bay, you know, seal sightings here over the last few years have been rather intermittent until suddenly in the last, well, last couple of months they're everywhere. Seals, a little community of seals have moved here into the bay and where previously it was really once in the proverbial blue moon you would see a seal out there now, every time you go down on the beach, you're pretty practically guaranteed to see seals. Popping their little heads up or lounging about in the rocks, and this afternoon, as I walked back with the dog, I counted about, if I was counting correctly, and um, they were moving about a bit and I wasn't confusing them with the rocks, I counted about 11 seals. Wonderful sight, yes, to see here in the bay. And of course they're very much native um here to the west coast of Scotland and to Arran specifically. Story goes there's an old fairy tale that um uh, there's actually a magical island in between here on the, the east side of Arran and the mainland across the water. There's a magical island in between the two shores and supposedly the selkies live there on that island. Uh but you have to have, you have to have the sight you have to have the, the magical supernatural vision to be able to see this island. Most people just can't see it all see it at all. Um, it must be sort of slightly to the north of the of the, the ferry route or the ferry. You, you wouldn't expect the ferry captain to have much in the way of a supernatural vision that the ferries would clunk up against it. So it must be slightly to the north, yes, of the, the route that the ferries ply. But anyway, yes, so there's many, many, many tales of seals around this coast of seals and more than seals. Particularly there are the tales of, yes, the selkies. The seal folk. The seal ho- folk who, yes, when they're in the water, they're seals. But then what happens? When human beings aren't around to spot them, they come up on the shore. They strip off their seal skins. And with their seal skins stripped off, they are like beautiful, Women, or indeed beautiful men, supernaturally beautiful. And they will sit there without their sealskins, seemingly quite human or humanoid. They'll sit there in the moonlight, singing out their songs to the, to the waves and to the glint of the moonlight in the water. But then, of course, if a human being happens to come along, quickly they pull on the sealskins again, splash, splash, splash down into the water, and they swim off. Perhaps, yes, to that magical selkie island. Halfway between here and the mainland. Yeah, there's many, many, many a tale of the the Selkies. One of the most popular, one of the most time-honoured, is a story that I'm going to recite for you here. A tale that I call the tale of the Selkie Bride. And the tale of the Selkie Bride, why, yes, it's it's set right here on Arran. Set right here on Arran in the times past. In those times past, once upon a time, there was a a fisherman. A very successful fisherman, and therefore a rather rich fisherman. He used to ply his trade out of uh, Lamlash Harbour, back in the grand old days of fishing. Before, of course, the no-take zone that we have uh, just off the coast at Lamlash nowadays. But yes, he was a fisherman, he had his own wee boat. He went out He plied his trade and no one could catch the fish. Like this fisherman, and he made a deal of uh, money out of the the fishing trade. He was the richest fellow in the area around Lamlash, and so you know a lot of the a lot of the the young single women in Lamlash well they had their eye on him, he would make a very good husband, very rich, he could provide for you, look after you very well but whenever at a carey a or a night out at the pub, um uh, the young lasses of Lamlash would uh Try and sort of make up a, strike up a conversation with them. He would. Well, he was a bit snooty. He would slightly poo-poo them. He wouldn't take them on. He maybe you know some sort of one dance or two dads with them, but he wouldn't really entertain them romantically. Yes, He was a little bit snooty about the local girls. The fact was, this fisherman he had in his mind a kind of dream image of ideal womanhood. A dream vision of some beautiful woman out there that he would someday meet, and when he met her, he would know that she, he would know that she, she alone, was the one, and that he would marry her and no other. Some men get them into all, get themselves into all kinds of confusion over this, you know. They have so s- such ideas of ideal womanhood in their heads that real women are never quite good enough for them. So you know they end up just quite alone, really, and that's what happened to this fisherman. Because no real woman from Lamlash or up the road in Brodick or across the other side of the island in Blackwater food, no real woman was quite good enough for him. He never ended up with any woman at all. He ended up quite lonely. And after a night out at the Cay, uh turning down woman after woman, um he would retreat out to the very edges, the very edges of Lumlash, out past the Lumlash proper, out towards if you know Cordon, out to uh, the further end of the bay. And he had his little fisherman's cottage, out at the very, very far end of Cordon. It was the last house you came to before the, the sort of rocky coastline that has um, King's Cross out beyond it, King's Cross with the Viking fort out there beyond it. And the rich fisherman, he lived out there, yes, yes, no woman, no real woman to keep him company. Yes, he'd retire there of an evening, sit by the fire all alone, brew up his culling skink in the, the big pot by the fire and dream, dream, dream of this dream image of the ideal woman who never quite showed up for him in the real world. And sometimes after his plate of culling skink, still feeling very lonely, sitting there in his cottage, he would drag on his old sealskin sealskin coat and he would go out wandering along the coastline, not towards them, Lash, no, 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 he was too solitary of temperament for that. He would wander the other way, along the rocky, craggy coast, out towards, yes, out towards King's Cross where we have the remains of the old uh, prehistoric fort and the old remains of the old Viking boat burial out on the headland that faces out towards Holy Isle. And yes, he'd wander out there in the moonlight, dreaming his dreams of one day meeting that perfect woman who, wouldn't you know it, never quite appeared in the imperfect real world. And yes, so one night he's wandering out by that craggy coastline, out by the old, uh, out by the old Iron Age fort, out by the headland, wandering, looking up at the moonlight, thinking, will this perfect woman, will she never appear when he hears? Wait, what is that that he hears? From the rocks down below? Is it just the wind blowing through the gorse bushes? The wind blowing among the craggy rocks. it just the sound of the surf lapping the shore. No, no. It's a sound of singing. Beautiful, beautiful singing. The most beautiful singing the fisherman has ever heard, but... Where is it coming from? It's coming down from those rocks there on the other side the little outcrop where the, where the island age fort is. Down by the rocks which face towards the mainland across that great band, that great open stretch of water between us and the mainland. And he creeps down, he creeps down the, uh, down the slope towards the rocks below, listening, listening. Where's that sound coming from? It's coming from one of the rocky, stony bays down there. And he creeps down the the, the sort of grassy, jaggedy, thorny, thorny slope and down onto the rocks and across the rocks. Clink, clank, clunk, clink, clank, clunk, across the rocks. And there in the moonlight, what's that he sees? All in a line amongst the rocks which directly overlook the lap and the splash and the white foam of the sea. There's people there, a whole line of people sat upon the rocks, all with their backs to him, all looking out towards sea, out towards the sea, out towards the sea as it glistens and gleams a steely blue in the moonlight. And they're naked people, quite frankly. Naked people sat there on the rocks and, well, you know, quite, 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 Good looking, so the people, the the men look very handsome, the women look oh, they look very, very beautiful, and they're all just sat there listening as he is listening, to that beautiful, beautiful singing. Still not quite sure exactly where the singing is coming from, but they're listening to it as he is listening to it. They are lost in the beauty of the song as he is lost in the beauty of the song, as he creeps on, on across the rocks. He notes something else rather peculiar about those naked figures sat all with their backs to him upon upon those rocks by the by the side of the sea. He notices that next to each of these naked figures is a little uh, bundle, a dark crumpled bundle of what is it It rather glints in itself in the moonlight steely glint to it is it it's almost like um like like seal skin like the seal skin of the coat that he wears is oh wait a minute he thinks it, it, it couldn't be could it yes all those old stories he's heard that he's heard since boyhood the stories of yes the circus the seal folk seals when they're in the water and then they creep up on the land, they unpeel their sealskins, And yes, well, in the stories they say, isn't it so, that when they peel off those sealskins, they're like beautiful, naked human beings. Could it be on those stories? Surely they're just fairy tales for children. He's a grown man. He doesn't really believe in those stories. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it does fit with the story. And they do say the Selkies can sing very beautifully. But which Selkie is it that that's singing? He can't quite determine that. So he clinks on closer across the rocks, very quietly, tiptoe, tiptoe, across the rocks, across the rocks, clink, clunk, clunk, rustle, clink, clank, clunk, go the stones under his feet. And then one Selkie, for it's true they are, the Selkies, hears him. The Selkie glances over its shoulder sees a mere mortal human being approaching, quickly pulls on the seal skin. As it pulls on the seal skin, it becomes a seal, once again, splash into the water, swims away. Oops, I better not frighten him, thinks the fisherman, he draws back a bit, but he, oh crash, knocks over another pebble under his feet. Another selkie, or two selkies, or three selkies hear him, they look over their shoulders, they see the fishermen there, oh, it's a mortal, we're not supposed to be seen by the mortals. They pull on their seal skins, splash, splash, splash down into the water and they swim off, swim off, swim off. And then this alerts the other selkies. One by one, two by two, three by three, they all look over their shoulders. They see the fishermen quickly pull on the seal skins. They become seals and they splash into the water and they swim off very, very rapidly. All the selkies have pulled onto the seal skins. All the selkies have splashed into the water. All the selkies have swum off and disappeared under the surface of the moonlit sea. All except... One Selkie. Yes, there's one Selkie, the furthest away Selkie, away, way there to the right, that little rocky outcrop, sat there. One Selkie has not moved, one Selkie has not swam away. And this, oh, as the fisherman creeps closer, closer, he realises this is because this Selkie, this last remaining Selkie, is the Selkie who's doing the singing. And this Selkie, this female Selkie, this female Selkie who even seen from behind is the most beautiful woman, the fisherman who's ever seen. This beautiful female Selkie who seems, why there she is, there before him. Even from behind, she is like the absolute physical incarnation of that ideal of female beauty he has been pursuing all his life and has never, never quite managed to find until this moment. And there she sits, her back to him, singing her. Her her song is as beautiful as her human form. And she is so lost in the beauty of uh, 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 of, of the song that she is singing the song that she is singing to the glint, the reflected glint and gleam of the moonlight upon the waves that she hasn't noticed. All the other Serkis, all her Serki kin pulling on the sealskins and swimming away, she hasn't noticed. She is oblivious, so lost is she in the beauty of that song, so lost is she in the beauty of that song indeed, that she doesn't even notice the fisherman clinking, clanking, crunching slowly, closer, closer, across the pebbles at her back and there, yes he notices there, as with the other selkies heaped on the rock right next to her a little crumple of sealskin, her discarded sealskin. and he thinks by well, any moment any moment she's going to notice me any moment she's going to turn around any moment she's going to see me and when she sees me, she will pull on her sealskin. She will dive into the water, and I will lose her. I will lose her for This incarnation of female beauty, my ideal there in the fish. I cannot, I cannot allow that to happen. So he clinks, clanks, clunks across the pebbles. Closer, 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 discreetly. Clink, clank, clunk. He's coming very close, very close. But still, she's so lost in the rapture of her song. In the beauty of the vision of the, the the moon's reflection there upon the steely blue waters there before her, that she doesn't notice. She doesn't notice as he clinks, clanks, clunks right up behind her. Doesn't even notice as he reaches out, reaches out. Can he get it in time? Yes, he reaches out and he. He grabs at the seal skin instantly he grabs the sealskin she turns around oh, oh dear me she puts her hand protectively about her nakedness as he retreats across the pebbles she looks around the other way she sees all her selkie kin have gone oh i didn't notice she thinks i didn't even notice they swam away without me no one thought to learn me there was a mortal being here and there's that mortal being he's scurrying back 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 and away across the pebbles of the shore and what's that he's got in his hand? Oh no, he's got my seal skin. And she jumps off the rock and she says, no, 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 please, mortal man, uh, give me back my seal skin. I need my seal skin uh, to transform myself back into a seal so I can go and join my seal kin back there in the deep, deep waters. Uh, you don't understand uh, I'm a Searchy, not a mortal woman. I, I see how you're looking at me, but no, no, uh, don't be deceived by appearances. I'm not a mortal woman. I'm a selkie. I belong in the sea. I have a seal husband. And I have selkie children. They're down there in the deep water. They'll be waiting for me to come home to catch up with them. So please, you must give me back my seal skin. Please listen to me. Listen to me. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. I'm a selkie. I belong to the sea. I just come up on the come up in the the land for a brief interlude. I belong to the sea. You must give me back my sealskin so I can rejoin my Serky husband and my Serky children back there in the deep water. please, please, please. But the fisherman does not hand back the sealskin. rather he turns and hurries hurries away across the rocks, hurries away from her. The sealskin billowing and flapping about in his grip. And she hurries after him. No, please, please, come back, come back. Give me my seal skin. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. I'm a Serki, I belong to the sea. Give me back my seal skin. He does not answer. He hurries on across across the pebbles, across the rocks, clambers up the, 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 the grassy slope with all its thorny bushes and its gorse, clambers up there, hurries away along the track, by the by, the, the old storage fort that were leading towards his his fisherman's cottage there at the outer edge of Cordon village. And she hurries after him. Please, please give me back my sealskin. I must go back to my selkie folk down in the deep waters. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. I'm a selkie. I belong to the sea, not to the land. But he ignores her. He hurries on hurries on hurries on among the trees by the side of the uh, by the side of the shore there as he enters into Lamlash bay there comes to his fisherman's cottage at Cordon. he opens the door he closes the door he locks the door and the selkie boy well, she she hurries up to the door of the cottage knocks on the door Please, please, uh, uh, you must be a fisherman in this fisherman's cottage. Please, fisherman, give me back my seal skin. I need my my my, my silky husband will be waiting for me. My silky children will be waiting for me in the deep water. You must give me back my seal skin. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. Please give me back my seal skin. But there's a pause with no answer. She knocks the door again and then the door is unlocked. And the door is opened. And there she stands quite naked and beautiful in the moonlight. Shielding her modesty as best she can, of course, and she says, please, and she repeats, give me back my seal skin. I must return to my seal folk in the deep water. Give me back my seal skin. And the fisherman replies, no. No, for here is the truth. I have fallen quite in love with you. All my life I've been pursuing an ideal of female beauty. I never found that ideal of female beauty among the the mortal woman of Lamlash or Brodick or Blackwater Foot. So I was forever lonely tonight, however. When I heard your song and I followed the melody of that song to the sight, the sight of you there by the water well I f- at last, at last, at last had found upon this earth there by the water's edge I'd found in the flesh my ideal of female beauty. Yes, and I fell in love with you in that instant. Now I have taken your seal skin and I have hidden your seal skin in this cottage, somewhere in this cottage. No, 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 don't ask. I'm not going to tell you where I have hidden the seal skin. Not for seven years. Seven years, she said. No, no, listen to me, he says. Seven years. Here is the deal. If you marry me, if you become my wife and live with me here in my cottage for seven years if you bear me a child especially I need a son to inherit my fishing boat and uh, 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 the son of a man and a selkie well, well you have a fine instinct for catching the fish I dare say if you become my wife settle down with me live with me here for seven years at the end of those seven years I will reveal to you where your seal skin is. And then, well, you know, I'll have a fine young son to inherit my fishing boat, half selkie. Fine fisherman he'll make, then I will give you back your seal skin. Then you can return to your seal folk in the water. I mean, you seal folk live forever. You live forever, what, seven years to a, a selkie husband or the selkie children waiting for you there in the deep waters. Seven years is nothing. It's a lot to mortal folk, but to Selkies, seven years, nothing. So yes, will you do that for me? And she says, no, 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 I can't do that. No, 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 yes, what you say is true. Seven years to Selkie folk waiting for me in the deep waters, waters won't be quite what seven years are to mortal folk up here in the earth. But still, seven years isn't nothing, you know. They'll be waiting for me. I must return to them now, here, tonight, while the moon shines a path for me out to the secret island of the Selkies shines the path there out across the water give me back my sealskin what belongs to the land belongs to the land what belongs to the sea belongs to the sea I'm a Selkie I belong to the sea give me back my sealskin and the fisherman says no you've heard my deal it's the only deal on the proverbial table either accept it or or you'll never get your sealskin back well, what is the poor Selkie woman to do? And she says, well, well, okay. Okay, I will marry you, but on strict condition. On strict condition, that when seven years are gone, you hand me back my seals. And remember, when you make a deal with the Selkies, when you make a deal with any inhabitant of the fairy kingdom, you must keep that deal. If you don't keep that deal with the inhabitants of the fairy kingdom. Then heartbreak. Heartbreak and sorrow will be your lot. Remember that fisherman. Remember that when you make a deal with the Serky folk. He says well yes sir. I'm quite prepared to make the deal. Seven years. Seven years and not a day more than seven years. You agree to marry me then? All right she says. I don't see what else I can do. Well, what can she do? Poor woman, poor selkie woman caught in this trap. But there you go. So then word spreads around the good folk of Lamlash that this fisherman, this rich fisherman living out cordon way in his isolated cottage, the local girls of Lamlash never quite good enough for him. Well, finally he's found a wife. He's found a bride the the, the, the the marriage ceremony is to be heard held in Lamlash Church Who's this woman who has come out of nowhere to marry the fisherman for whom no woman was quite good enough? Well of course the fisherman puts about a story Oh oh yes um um he was he sailed in his boat over to the mainland and he, he met a he met a, a a a bonny woman up um up Glasgow way. Oh well well, the locals don't quite dispute that. I mean, when they get they catch sight of the woman as she, she walks in her white dress into the church that day, the day of the wedding, well, they do notice, well, she is very, very beautiful. Almost impossibly beautiful. Almost supernaturally beautiful. And she has that strange green glow in her eyes. And among the local folk at, at the church on the day of the wedding, there are some nudge-nudge rumours going about it. Did you ever hear tale of them, well, I suppose it's just a fairy tale, them, them selkies, the seal folk that they say haunt the coastline round about here on moonlit nights, you know, when they come out of the water and they take off their seal skins, etc, etc. They say that they have glowing green eyes. And indeed the minister, he's heard the tales. And he wonders whether he should be marrying a mortal man to this supernaturally beautiful woman in the, in the house of God, you know. But of course he's a minister. He's not supposed to believe in that sort of thing in the first place. So what can he and the rest of the congregation do but take the, uh, the fisherman's word for it that yes, he met this beautiful woman up Glasgow way. And well, they do say they're a, they're a funny lot up Glasgow way, do they not? Well, so anyhow... The marriage takes place. The fisherman marries the beautiful woman. The beautiful, mysterious woman with the glowing green eyes. And after that she settles with him in his cottage. The furthermost cottage out there at the far end of the bay. And in due course, yes, she bears him a son. A son who will one day um, inherit his fishing boat. Oh yes, and he'll be a fine fisherman, for doesn't he have he himself have a strange green glow in his eyes, even as a, a little toddler? Doesn't he just jump in the water and, and swim about in the sea? Swim about in the sea as if he was born to the water, as, if he was, as much as he was born to the dry land. Oh yes, yes, and even as a, a, a young boy, four years old or whatever, out with his little fishing rod made from a stick, made from a twig, with a bit of of string tied to the end of it, does he not have a rare gift for catching the fish? Those green eyes of his. It's as if the boy can see straight through the surface of the water to where the fish are swimming and he's always in the right spot. No other young boy in in the village uh, can catch fish like he can. And furthermore, in due course, there's a second child, a young daughter, and uh, this little baby daughter, she too has the green glowing eyes. She too is the gift for jumping into the water at a moment's notice, and swimming this way and that about Lamlash Bay. And they seem a happy couple. And to be sure, once once he's, once he's got her married and they're under his roof, and the fisherman does his best to treat the silky wife well. But every time she goes up to him, and says, "Well, couldn't you let me have my? I've given you, I've given you a son, I've given you a daughter, I've done my part in the deal. Ah, uh, uh, won't you give me back my sealskin?" He says, "No, no. Wait till the seven years are up. Seven years was the deal, and I'm sticking to that deal. But here's the catch, folks. Here's the wee twist in our tale. For the selkie bride, she is counting the days." She's counting the moonlit nights. On moonlit nights she will wander along the coast there. She will look down from the, the old Iron Age fort out there at King's Cross and see her fellow selkies singing in the moonlight. And they'll call out to her, come down and join us. We're just going, putting on our sealskins, diving back in the water, come and join us. But she can't join them. She doesn't have her sealskin. So she counts out the days. And she counts out the moonlit nights until finally she has counted it out to to the last day, to the last hour of the last day. She says to her mortal fisherman husband, she says, right, that's it. I kept my part of the deal. Seven years have gone by. Why, our young son... Aren't you now taking him out on your boat every day to teaching him the the rudiments, the basics of fishing? And isn't he already, isn't he already at the age of six? At the age of six, isn't he already a fine young fisherman or fisher boy at the very least? Isn't he just the son you asked for? Haven't I kept my part of the deal? Aren't the seven years up? aren't the seven years up as of this hour and as of this moment I've kept my part of the deal give me back my seal skin and the fisherman says no no for here's the truth Selkie Bride I fell in love with you seven years ago when I saw you out there on the rocks the night I hid your seal skin And every day, and every hour, and every moonlit night of those seven years, I've fallen more in love with you. Yes. You've given me a fine young son, yes, every day I take him out in the fishing boat. Every day I teach him the teach him teach him the ropes, as it were, of the fishing trade, he'll be a fine fisherman. He'll inherit my boat and oh and you've given us a, a bonny daughter to boot. Oh she's still just a wee thing, but she'll grow up to be a, a woman as beautiful as you, with her glowing green eyes. But yes, seven years have gone by and after those seven years I love you more than ever and i love you so much that i cannot let you go i cannot give you back the seal skin you must stay here with me for the rest of my life i mean you selkies are immortal you can stay with me here for the rest of my mortal life my 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 70 years my 80 years however long i live and then and then On my deathbed, maybe I'll tell you where your seal skin is and then you can go back and join your your selkie kin. No, she says. No, says the selkie bride. That's not the deal. The deal was seven years, not a moment more. I would stay with you as your selkie bride and when the seven years were up, you would, you had to give me back my seal skin. I've kept my part of the deal. You must keep your part of the deal. And I warned you right from the start. If you break a deal with the Selkies, break a deal with any of the fairy folk, then sorrow and woe will be your lot. Tell me, where is my seal skin? No, says the fisherman. I've told you what my decision is and my, you know, I'm the one who knows where the seal skin is it's up to me to decide I have decided and you'll just have to live with it darling you'll just have to stay with me here for the rest of my mortal life well she protests and she protests but what can she do he simply will not tell her where he hid the seal skin on that night seven years ago so what can she do So life goes on. Every night she wanders out there to the coast. Out there to the headland by King's Cross. She watches the Selkie folk splashing about in the water. She cannot rejoin them. Cannot rejoin her Selkie husband. Cannot rejoin her Selkie children. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. But she who belongs to the sea is stuck. Is stuck Belonging to the land. Until there comes a day. There comes a day when, as per usual, as is his usual custom now, the fisherman takes their son, while well, he's now all of seven years old himself, takes the wee boy out in the fishing boat, takes him out for the day, out, you know, catching the herring, catching the mackerel, catching the pollock, catching the crabs, crabbit, catching the lobster, catching the what have you. Out there in the briny waters between here and the mainland. Oh yes, what a fine young fisherman the boy is turning out to be. half as he is, those green eyes, they can almost look through the surface of the water and identify at a moment's notice where the fish are. He catches fish already at the age of seven, better than his father ever could. Meanwhile the selkie bride is at home, tending the cottage, with this little girl, who's just you know she's she's little more than a toddler still. And in fact, that very day we're out toddling, while out playing in the rocks, coming back from her own wee swim about in the bay between here and Holy Isle. Climbing back across the the wet rock she slipped. She slipped and she cut open her knee. And the little girl comes crying, crying, crying up the slope towards the cottage. Sing, Mummy, Mummy, Mummy Oo oh, Ouch, ouch, ouch I slipped in the rocks down there and I cut open my knee. Look look red, red blood's coming out of my knee. Oh mummy, mummy, mummy My knee hurts so much. And of course her mother, very much a loving mother, the silky bride, and silky mother, of course, she takes the wee girl into the cottage, says, Oh dear, oh dear, yes, oh don't you worry, don't you worry, my girl, I'll patch up that, that, it's just a little shallow cut there in your knee, I'll patch it up in no time. But then the silky bride, the silky mother, she says, and she has an idea, and she says to the wee girl, um, Darling, darling child, um, I know what would heal this cut knee of yours in a trice, in a moment, in a split second. Heal up the cut so there was no cut there at all. Somewhere, darling, in this cottage, your father has, well, it's just for a joke, really, a game that we play, the two of us. Your father has hidden a magic sealskin and he won't tell me it's part of the joke. He won't ever tell me where he has hidden the seal skin. But if if you knew where that seal skin was and you told me where the seal skin is hidden, why well, I would just need to tear off a little bit of the seal skin. And just you watch, I could put it across that little cut in your knee and it would heal, heal the cut in a moment so there would be no cut there at all. All the bleeding would vanish, and your knee wouldn't hurt any more. So tell me, daughter, have you ever seen your father anywhere about this cottage with anything that looked like a sealskin? And the wee daughter, she hesitates. She says, well, well, Mummy, I, 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 I maybe did once, once, see Daddy with something that looked like a sealskin. But he saw me, he, he saw that I had seen him with the seal skin and he told me, Mummy, he made me promise never to tell you where the seal skin was hidden. Oh, Oh, don't you worry about that, says the Serky mother. She says, well, it's just a. your father was just joking. Your father was just kidding. The whole business with the seal skin, it's just a little joke. A game we play. It's quite a harmless little game. He wouldn't really mind. He wouldn't really mind if you told me where the seal skin was. Go on, it's just a game. Tell me. You can trust me. Well, mother, says the wee girl. There was one night, I was there in my wee bed and I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I, I needed a wee cup of milk because I was quite thirsty and I got out of bed to go into the kitchen and uh, get a hold of, yes, some milk from the, from, the, from the churn. And I saw Daddy there in the moonlight and he would lit a wee candle and put the candle there on the floorboards there in the main room by the hearth and he would pulled up two or was it three or, yes, maybe four of the floorboards there, just in front of the hearth. And he pulled out from under those floorboards something that looked like just black, a black coat or, no, it was more than a black coat because it shone. It shone, it gleamed, it glistened in the candlelight and in the moonlight and in the firelight. And he saw that I'd seen him and he quickly pushed this coat or whatever it was back there in the hole under the floor and he put back the one, two, three, four floorboards above it and he made me promise, mummy. He made me promise never to tell you that I'd seen him there with that, well, whatever it was. Oh, says the Selkie, man, I told you, it's just a game, it's just a joke between the two of us. He won't mind you telling me. He was just playing a little game with me. Now come on, you tell me. It will, it will heal your your little cut and sore, is it? It'll heal that cut and bleeding knee in a trice, in an instant. Tell me, tell me, come through here. Through here by the hearth. Which four floorboards was it that you saw that your father had pulled up? What? No, go on, it's just a joke. Your daddy won't mind. I'll make everything straight with him. Which four floorboards? Oh, these four floorboards... Here. Ah, and she pulls up one, two, three, four, floorboards. There's a gap under the floor. Something dark, bundled and rumpled and crumpled in that gap. And the Cirky Bride, she reaches down and she pulls up. <gasps> there it is. After. Well, not just seven years, after seven years plus several months. There it is. Her stolen sealskin. She can return at last, at last, to her Circe husband, to her Circe children. But, but, but the wee girl says, But well, mummy, what's that in? Well, she has to be honest with her child. So she tells her the full story. She says, Yes. I'm one of those Selkies. I'm not a mortal woman. I'm a Selkie. Like in those stories that you've heard. And a true Selkie. I belong to the sea, not to the land. Belongs to the sea, belongs to the sea. What belongs to the land, belongs to the land. I'm a Selkie. I belong to the sea. I have a Selkie husband. I have Selkie children. And they've been waiting for me down in the deep waters. For seven years and more, I must return to them. You must remain here, but don't you worry. You you remain here, daughter. I know that he played me a cruel trick, hiding away my seal skin. He played me a crueler trick still, by not giving me the seal skin back when seven years were up. But I know that essentially, your father, he's a good and he's a caring and he's a loving man. He's been a decent enough husband to me. He's a very caring father to you and your brother. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave you here at the house. Your father and your brother will be back here well, in about an hour. And they will look after you. They will care for you. They'll take care of you. They'll raise you to be a fine young woman. But I must return to my selkie folk. What belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. I'm a selkie. I belong to the sea. You wait here, daughter. Your father and your brother will be back soon. They'll look after you. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, says the the wee girl. As unhappy as any wee girl would be about about the prospect of her mother leaving her. She says, no, no, wait, mother. You've told me the story, but if the story is true, then that makes me, does it not, half selkie. If you belong to the sea, because you're a selkie, and I'm half selkie, don't I belong to the sea as much as I belong to the land? Isn't it up to me to decide whether I go with you to the sea or stay with father and brother up here in the land? Mother I love you I don't want to lose my mother I don't want to let my mother go I choose the sea Half selkie as I am I belong there as much as I belong to the land And well Well when the selkie mother hears that Well what mother Selkie or mortal could say no To a demand from her daughter like that She says okay daughter all right daughter come with me and she leads her wee daughter out of the cottage along the coast path out towards the rocky headland at King's Cross down the other side down the slope at the other side down on to the rocks where the white waves wash in wash and crash and froth and spume in among the rocks And there at the the outer edge of the rocks there, by the edge of the sea, the spray spattering their faces. She says, all right, daughter, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tear off a little strip of this seal skin and I'm going to put it there across your knee. She puts the strip of seal skin across her daughter's knee. And she puts it across her daughter's knee and then she pulls it away. And when she pulls away the strip of seal skin, the cut to her daughter's knee is gone. The cut is gone. The bleeding is gone. The soreness is gone. And now she says, there with that little bit of your blood on it, I'm going to put that straight, same strip of torn seal skin across your head, daughter. And then let's see what happens then. And she puts the strip of sealskin across her daughter's head. And she puts the strip of sealskin across the daughter's head <gasps> in a trice. The daughter is transformed. Transformed into a young seal pup. A young seal pup, little flippers waving about there. And then the Cerkey Bride, she pulls on the rest, the greater part of the seal skin, about herself. And then she is transformed in a trice into a, a mature female seal. So you've got a female seal and her pup there at the edge of the rocks. Together they dive, dive into the water, splash, splash. And they swim off, swim off, swim off into the blue sea and dive and plunge down into the deeps below. Now, some way further out, the fisherman is there on his boat, just completing the day's fishing. What a day's catching of the fish it's been. That boy, that young boy of his, all of seven years old, what a fine young fisherman he's turning out to be. Those green eyes, they can see straight to the fish under the water. Oh, the catch they've had in their nets that day. They've caught as many as they can carry in the boat. Catch any more fish and the boat will sink under the weight. Time to start sailing back towards the shore. Back towards his silky wife and his young daughter. Oh, a fine meal of fish they'll have this evening. And many more fish to go to market. So they're sailing back towards back towards the shore, back towards Lumnash Harbour when that boy that half selkie boy with his keen eye for the waters and what's upon the waters and what's within the waters he says Father Father, leave the wheel a moment Come, come, come over here towards this side of the boat, look Father over the side of the boat here look it's a it's a seal, a seal sticking her head up and alongside the seal it must be a mother, a little seal pop sticking her head up and it's like they're they're waving their little flippers, waving their little flippers at us from out of the water look father, look! Now, now hold on, when the fisherman hears this, he hears this, a, a seal mother and a seal pup out there in the waters instantly. The hairs rise up in the back of his neck. This sounds suspicious. He hurries out onto the deck, hurries to where his son is pointing. He looks over the side of the boat, and yes, there, there, there in the waters close by. A seal mother and a seal pup sticking their heads up and waving their little flippers as if waving goodbye to the boat. And then those little flippers rise up, the flippers rise up and they pull the seal skins from off their heads. Seal skin pulled off the seal mother's head to reveal the head and the beautiful face of his silky bride. Alongside the little seal pup she raises her little, her little fin, her little flipper and pulls the seal skin off her head and they are bobbing in the water. It's his little daughter. No, cries the fisherman. My silky bride, you, you got back your sealskin skin. Out. I don't understand how, but you got back in the water. Oh, uh, yes, but uh, please, please come back to the shore. Come back to the shore. Come back to the cottage. No, says the silky bride. I warned you in advance, did I not? If you break a deal, if you break a contract with the Serkis, if you break a contract with any of the fairy folk, then your lot will be sorrow and your lot will be woe. You broke your part of the deal. Oh, you were a fine husband to me for those seven years and better yet a fine father to our son and to our daughter. But you broke your part of the deal. You forgot that what belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. I'm a selkie. I belong to the sea, not to the land. And yet you would not let me return where I belong. Return to my selkie husband and my selkie children waiting for me these seven years and more. Down there in the deep waters, you broke our contract. When I'm returning to them now. I have my sealskin back and your lot will be sorrow and woe. And yes, as you see... I'm taking our little daughter with us. She wanted to come with me. Well, half Selkie, she belongs at least as much to the water, to the deep water, as she belongs to the land. She's coming with me. Our son, yes, if he wants to, yes, he can remain with you. I know you'll be a fine father to him. I know, in due course, you inherit your fishing boat and will be the finest fisherman on the Isle of Arran. That's fine with me. Maybe some moonlit nights I'll come up and I'll watch him from the shore, and take great pride in him. But I must return to the deep water. You broke the contract, and now I, who belong to the sea, am returning to the sea. Goodbye, husband. You broke the contract, and you know what your lot will be. Come, daughter. It's time to go. And then she raised once again a flipper from the water. Once again she pulled the sealskin over her head. No longer was she his silky bride, but she was a seal true. And the little daughter, the little green-eyed daughter, did likewise. Pulled on the sealskin over her head. Splash, splash, splash. They swim off. Off into the deep water. Plunge down. You know how the seals, they arc their backs as they plunge. Dive, dive down into the deep water. Leaving the fishermen behind. Quick boy, sail the boat round. Sail the boat round. We must catch catch them back. Well, they sailed the fishing boat round and round in ever wider circles. Looking, looking, looking. For any glint, any splash of the silky Bride and the silky Daughter, anywhere in the water, round and round they sailed. But before long the sun was sinking. It was getting dark out on those waters and there was no sign of the silky Bride, no sign of the silky Daughter and they had to sail home. The next day they came out on the waters again, sailed round and round in circles, but no sign of the silky Bride. No sign of the Selkie daughter. And to cut a long story short, folks, I better tell you, the fisherman never again saw his Selkie bride. Yes, he'd broken his pact. He'd broken his contract. He hadn't honoured his part of the deal and given her back the sealskin when the seven years were up. So he never saw her again. So his lot was sorrow and woe. Sorrow and woe at the loss of his beautiful, beautiful Selkie bride. So that was that, folks. The son, well, he grew up, yes, to be a fine fisherman. The finest fisherman on the Isle of Arran. Fine fisherman with those green eyes. No one could see the fish in the water like he could. In due course, he left home. He settled down with a girl over Blackwater Footway over on the other side of the island, saying goodbye to his father. And the father, well... Well, he never married again, for what mortal woman could compare to the beauty of his silky bride? He grew old and he grew lonely, all alone there in his fisherman's cottage. And night after night, night after moonlit night, he would wander out there to the headland out by King's Cross, mourning the loss of his of his selkie bride mourning the fact that he had broken his pact with the supernatural powers mourning his lot in sorrow and woe and yes loneliness terrible terrible loneliness and sometimes sometimes down in the rocks down below king's cross he would hear that beautiful song again he would hurry after the sound of the beautiful beautiful song on his way down the gorsey slope, down onto the rocks there below King's Cross. Sometimes he would glimpse the selkies out there on the outermost rocks, but the selkies would always hear him coming. The selkies would pull on the sealskins, splash, 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 splash into the water and swim away before he could catch up to any of them. He never saw his selkie bride again. Sorrow and woe were his lot. And he died a lonely, lonely man. And still they say that if you are wandering out there, you'll know, if you're an anach, you'll know, fine well, no I mean, Uh, wandering out by King's Cross, out there in the Moonlit Nights, looking across the water to Holy Isle there. And the, the Moonlight is glowing and gleaming in the water. You may hear the Selkies singing down there by the shore. You may be even more lucky than that. And, um, see them sitting there in their human form, their sealskins crumpled alongside them. But never, never be so bold and reckless as to steal one of their sealskins. For remember, what belongs to the land belongs to the land. What belongs to the sea belongs to the sea. The Serkis belong to the sea. You know, if you want to, if you're passing by Whiting Bay at the moment, you see our lovely little family of seals we've got on the bay at the moment. Take a wee photo maybe, but don't attempt to steal the sealskins off them. Do respect them and respect their place in the sea. Anyway, folks, that's our story for this week. And I dedicate it, I dedicate it to the Selkies of Whiting Bay.